Hey, Love Your Life family, it's your sister Crystal. What's going on, fam? It's your boy Andre, and we're the host of Loving Your Life podcast. And today we're going to discuss what loving your life is all about. First of all, it's real, it's raw, it's radical, and it's relational. As a father and a husband on the grind, uh, someone who's battled loss during a layoff years ago, we're going to keep it real, raw, radical, but definitely relational. As a wife, as a mother, entrepreneur, and one that has battled chronic illness, we want to bring you in on our journey and how we have learned to navigate through life through the unknown. My wife tells me, while I'm living with her parents, (laughs) we're living in her parents' house. She tells me she's pregnant. We are three months in, and this brother has not kissed me yet. Hey, you know. 90 days. I was like... Hey, who hey. does that? Hey. Like, what is this? And I'm going to be straight up with y'all. I'm going to be real. At this point, your sis was a little thirsty for some sugar. Take time to just enjoy life. Uh, take time to just relax and do stuff to de-stress our mind, our thoughts. You know, we, we, you'd be so bound and so tight and dealing with tension and hypertension and so forth. We live in a world where our, we are conditioned to believe that if we're not figuring it out, if we're not fixing it, if we're not the one coming up with the new idea that you're weak, you're not contributing to the world. We've learned how to tap into the love and support of others that helped us in our desperate times, but now allow us to share that help and offer words of wisdom. When those things arose that made no sense and how it really thrusted us into our purpose. Uh, One of the things that it also revealed was our strengths, our gifts, and our love for people. We're going to talk about issues of navigating through life, dealing with betrayal, coming out of bitterness, but coming out better on the other side. So no holes barred. Tune in, buckle your seatbelts, and just get ready to listen. So we want to thank you all for tuning in. Come along for the ride. Hey, Love Your Life family. Welcome back to another discussion about loving your life. It's your sis, Crystal. Hey, what's going on, fam? It's your brother, Andre. We're excited to be back with you. Yes, indeed, with another discussion about loving your life. We are so excited to be back here with you all. It has been real. We've been going through a lot of different transitions and exciting. How you doing, boo? I'm doing good. Hey, it's it's been pretty cool just watching all this transpired. Obviously, we've we sent our firstborn son off to college, mm-hmm. got him settled. So that was just a uh, just a joy to see, you know, um, looking at him, reflecting on my life and seeing myself as a teenager get graduating high school, going off to college, and now looking at my son doing the same thing, just that that season of life that we're in. So that's been a blessing. Obviously, uh, getting our kids back in school, getting situated and settled after having been out of school due to COVID or having school at home. So that's been pretty cool, getting back into sports and all those things that we do to keep our kids actively engaged. Uh, It's been a challenge, but it's been a necessarily um, good challenge and has allowed us to just draw close to one another. So I'm excited to be back. I'm excited, uh, you know, some adjustments we've made. Um, We spent time researching, which was cool. Um, Just really looking at this podcast and uh, developing new topics. So I'm excited for what the future has. Most definitely. Uh, And as my husband mentioned, walking and uh, moving through uh, COVID, it hit us right before school started. So 
you know, that's kind of a blessing, I guess. <laughs> uh, but it, it's all good. Uh, but again, we're excited to be back here with you all. Thank you for your patience. But we have uh, new content that will be coming out this winter. So uh, stay tuned for all that's ahead. Um, today, we're going to kick off this topic today discussing a quote that I posted last week. And it said, be willing to heal at any cost. That is where true freedom lives. And this is uh, something that we value. It's something that uh, we practice. And so we thought it would be really good to come on here and just have this discussion with our, our, our um, audience this morning. Cool. Be willing to heal at any cost. That's good. Um, you know, when you say that what comes to my mind is being willing to go through the painful process of healing. Yeah. You know, oftentimes, um, many of us, we want the blessings of being healed, but we don't want to put in the work that allows the healing process. And that that, you know, being willing to heal, you you know, you have to face difficult situations. You have to look at yourself in the mirror, find out areas that you contributed to the problem that sometimes not always the case, but sometimes contributed to why you were hurt, uh, being willing to put in the work to, to learn something new. Uh, you know, that can be a challenge. And so healing is a painful process. Um, the goal is hopefully everyone to be willing uh, to put in the work to be healed. Yeah, for sure. I, I think that it definitely starts with being honest with yourself. And even though there's discomfort in that, it's really liberating. I think it's harder to walk around faking it and, and putting up a facade and ultimately lying to yourself and then lying to the people that you say you love. And so really going back to the honesty part and asking yourself the questions that are hard. Why is it hard to be honest about how I'm feeling? And identifying, which is always something that we say, a safe space to be able to say what you're struggling with because a lot of times it just helps by just starting to get it out. And, and it does depend on the people that you're, that you're confronting. But again, being able to start with you um, and, and come to terms with some things that you've wrestled with internally, because when things go unresolved with you, it's really hard to move forward to deal with the people that may have been a contributing factor in the pain that you're trying to heal through. And so, you know, you talked about safe space and this is for somebody, please make sure that as you mentioned, having that safe space in order to be healed, a part of that safe space does need to include some trusted uh, others, you know, trusted people that can help speak life into you, but speak truth. Because oftentimes when we're going through, we're hurting many times people shell up, they hide, they close themselves in. And they don't get out. They don't want to tell anyone because they're dealing with this, whether it be the embarrassment, the shame, uh, the pride of someone knowing that, you know, they failed or or something went wrong and they got this image to uphold. Listen, please. Part of being being able to be healed, you got to be vulnerable. Now, that doesn't mean you're going to be vulnerable with everyone, but you have to have people in your life that can speak truth, that can speak truth to you, but also that you can be completely transparent with. So that safe space, identify other people. It doesn't have to be a lot, one or two people that you can be totally transparent with because at the end of the day, we're relational. Right. We, we, we are relational creatures and we need people that we can commune with and talk with. Doesn't mean that we, we need people to tell us what to do, 
but just people that we can converse with to bounce ideas off of and just share our, 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 our feelings and what we're going through. Okay. Now wisdom is going to determine who you share that with. All right. But that that's important when you talk about that safe space. Yeah, for sure. And again, just going back to it, be willing to heal at any cost, any cost. I mean, and really, I think for me growing up, when I thought about healing, I thought it was like this glorious process, like, oh, you know, healing is going to rain down on me and I'm going to be renewed and refreshed. And, and there is a process of that. But healing is really a grieving process. And there's five stages of grief. There's things that you're going to come across, you're going to identify, you're going to become aware of that are going to make you angry. There's going to be the the um, bargaining, like, well, why did this happen to me? Or trying to find the good in, in what's truly um, a hard situation. But really the grieving process, I'm sorry, the healing process is also grieving. And that is the part that we want to, you know, the fight, flight, or run. <laughs> we want to- Fight or flight, yeah. Right, you know, and so those are the things that you sit and contemplate. Do I really want to- address or, or sit in this healing process and you got to look at what is the fruit of pushing it down and then look at your life and see is this evidence of trapped grief because you're not willing to do the work to heal at any cost and so babe is there a time in your life that you can think that it was like man i gotta i have to deal with this i have to address this and you wanted to just run the opposite direction Oh, for sure. I got quite a few areas of my life. But, you know, before I share some specific areas of my life where I wanted to run and go the other direction versus facing adversity or what I was trying to be healed from. Um, I want to share when you talked about healing is a process or healing is a grieving process. Yes. Well, that that is so right on. And the reason is because oftentimes in healing, in that healing process, something has to die. Yeah. Okay. So there are parts of you and I, in order to be healed, there are things that have to die in us. Sometimes those things are old mindsets that need to die so that we can be healed. For example, if you have a tendency to look at yourself as uh, someone's doormat, now just listen to me carefully, because a lot of people say, well, I'm not going to let no one walk over me. They'll say that, but the way they live their life. If you let a man come and go as he pleases with you as a woman or vice versa, you're allowing yourself to be used as a doormat. So part of your, your self-image, your identity, uh, whatever is going on in your life that will allow someone to use and abuse you, whether it's self, poor self-esteem, you don't feel worthy. Uh, those are just to name two examples. Well, in order for you to be healed from allowing someone to use and abuse you and abuse you, those parts of you that allow that self-esteem, poor self-image, those aspects have to die. Meaning you have to put in the work to put poor self-esteem to rest. Take that brother to the grave to put poor self-image uh, to rest. That has to die so that you can learn to live in in healing and health. OK, and so it's not just lip service. Now, that takes work, therapy, counseling, life coaching, um, you know, doing your own work. All of those things contribute to those negative attributes 
um, dying in you, thereby allowing the healing process to occur. Um, and so, man, that's, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Healing is a grieving process. Why? Because just like you grieve at someone's funeral who really died in the natural, well, there are parts of us that have to die and it hurts yeah. because it's been with us for so long. That's real. If I grew up as a child being beat and victimized, and then I entered into a relationship because this is what I knew. This is what was comfortable. And, and let's just imagine as I age and as I get older and I realize, wait, this is not right. Well, it's not right. So now my mind understands it's not right. But now it's going to take my emotions, my behavioral patterns, um, my, my, the way I view life. It's going to take time for all those aspects of me to catch up with what I now know is not right. And so that's where that killing me softly or that death process yeah. has to take place. And so through that death process, counseling, reading books, life coaching, all those things, you know, for, for us, prayer, meditating, exercise, diet, stretching, all those things contribute to a healthy lifestyle. Well, that's a painful process. So uh, please don't think you can have health or life without the necessary components of death that has to occur in life. That's good. I think it's important to, just in case you don't know, to, to give you all what the, the stages of grief are. It's denial, anger, the bargaining, feeling of sadness, and acceptance. And there's no particular order that you're going to feel this, and nobody can give you a time span on it. But there right. is healthy grieving, and then there's unhealthy grieving. Mm -hmm. And that is why getting in a safe place with having the necessary counseling, therapy, uh, coaching that you may need to navigate through this in a healthy way so that you come out on the other side healed and not damaged, further damaged, because <laughs> you were trying to do it your way. And that's the other part of this. Being willing to heal at any cost is getting those involved that need to help you in this. You cannot do this alone. Right. Now, you asked for specific examples of times where I may have wanted to run versus do the work do the work kind to of fight through it fight through it to be healed yeah all right cool so i'm gonna give a tangible example listen this is for anyone who's played competitive sports uh whether it be high school but i would say especially once in college and into the professional sports arena uh, especially for college and above if you've played competitive sports in college and above especially um, it becomes consuming. You know, I played college football and, and you know, it, it's, it's year round. There's training involved in it. You know, you spend hours and hours and days and days with a group of guys or a group of ladies for those who are in women's sports. You know, you, you eat, breathe, sleep your sport. You know, you're constantly training, exercise, dieting, working out taking supplements, you know, running to class between practice and coaching sessions. I mean, there's a lot that goes into it. Long story short, <clears throat> so, you know, my goal was to play professional football and um, loved it, had a great college career, obviously could have been better. However, you know, I was a, a very good athlete and ended up getting hurt right before the draft. Um, you know, they had me projected to go anywhere from third to fifth round. And again, those are just projections. You never know it's going to turn out. But that was my focus. That was my heart for the, for five years in college, red shirt year and four years playing. That was my focus. And so when, when I did not get drafted, obviously I was hurt. 
Um, I tore my ACL a couple, a few months before the draft. Went to the combine. I couldn't do anything but, you know, bench press. Uh, and then they brought me back to check me. They said that my leg wasn't healed correctly. So long story short, I did not get drafted. It, and I, so two years, I was grinding, working a dead-end job, trying to make this happen. Uh, sleeping on the couch, not taking a real job, not really focusing on my career outside of football because this is what I wanted. And it got to the point where, you know, year one and a half outside of college, after college, you know, tried out for different teams, NFL Europe at that time, went to Canada, got hurt, tried out for NFL team, got hurt again. And then when I did sign with the NFL team, I tore my ACL up again. So long story short, I knew this is it. I put two years into it. It's not going to work. Well, that was a grieving process because that was um, my focus. For now, up to this point, six, seven years. That's so big investment. And so I, I, be, I began to deal with grief, anger. Uh, I couldn't even watch football for probably the first year or two after I left, completely left the game. I was angry, bitter, um, you know. So I had to, uh, basically, for lack of better words, snap out of this funk. So I began to apply myself. I went back to school to pursue my professional career outside of sports. I had a degree, but I was looking for some specialized training in another field. So I went back to school. You know, for me, definitely uh, just began to dig in the, in, in the word of God. That was rejuvenating to my soul. Um, so that was doing some, some things as far as, you know, my walk, my, my faith. That was needed. Um, around this time, I met you, Krista, my wife. And well, so we met, you know, we began dating, but all of these are, are factors that contributed to me facing, uh, the challenge of dealing with the loss of something I had spent so many years, so much money, time and energy investing into. And so I had to face that. And a part of that, you know, going to school, looking, you know, looking to advance my career outside of professional sports, cause that wasn't going to happen. Professional sports in my life wasn't meant to be. So I, I had to invest myself in a career. Um, I really had to put in the work to deal with the grief and the anger and the resentment. These are real things. And even then, I, at that time ago, those years ago, I didn't have the ability at then to articulate what I was feeling. But I knew I was in a bad place and I knew I had to do some things to overcome that depression, uh, anger, grief. So I, I began to do all these things that I mentioned in order to face what I was feeling because I didn't want to stay stuck there. Uh, and so I'm going to encourage, you know, this podcast is for everyone, but even this little snippet, as I talked about uh, the grief process, especially when you're grieving the loss of a sport. And I know for some people may, may think that's no big deal, but trust me, talk to a sports psychologist. When you've talked or worked with people who have invested years of their life, yeah. time, energy, and money, and years perfecting a craft, to have it taken away, whether it means you graduated and you can't play anymore, you got hurt, whatever the case is, when you can't play anymore, but you've been so absorbed with it, that is a process. And so I would encourage, like me in that aspect for our athletes and anyone else dealing with trying to be healed, allow yourself uh, the ability to go through the pain and the hurt and the grieving process to be healed. Thank you for your transparency. Yeah, man. Yeah, that was, hey, yeah. <laughs> it's a lot. You know, um, just to piggyback on what Andre said, I think I think for me it was 
being a new wife and when I started to get sick, I was embarrassed. I was angry because when Andre and I met, I mean, we did so much. We traveled a lot, extremely active, working out together and grieving the loss of that. Um, I came into agreement with the lie that I wasn't enough. I was inadequate. I wasn't going to be able to be the wife or the woman that he met. And that was an ongoing grieving process just because my health continued to deteriorate for a number of years. And then, you know, compiling that on motherhood. And so that same lie was tormenting me as a, not only a wife, but then as a mother. And so um, just through, through time, taking a honest look at what I was accepting, what narrative I was feeding myself versus really paying attention to what was being added to me, the wisdom, the resilience, the ability to persevere, to be honest. You know, these were these are fruits that were being added to me that yeah. were being produced in the midst of this. Uh, but again, for some a number of years, I was so focused on what I was losing and what I no longer was. But that's mm -hmm. part of growth. Right. <laughs> you know, but I didn't have at that time, we're talking 20 years ago, the, the maturity level to truly embrace that. I'm, you know, who sits and looks at loss as gain? <laughs> You right. know, and so um, so I've learned over time the importance and the value of being optimistic while simultaneously being honest. So you don't want to be so overly, what is it, where you're, oh my gosh, what is the word, where you, you overly positive thinker. Oh, there, there's toxic positivity to the point where you're not acknowledging, no, this sucks, this hurts, this is extremely painful. And it can actually, to me, be more detrimental to deny what you're going through, which is a form of grief, <laughs> uh, than to acknowledge what you're going through, because that helps you to navigate through it at any cost, mm. being honest. And so that would be one of many uh, different processes that I would share and just being able to mature through that and to identify truth and, and learning to let truth lead my life and not a lie. Yeah. You know when we talk about that healing process and being willing um, to go through uh, the grief process in order to be healed, you know, I, I really sum it up as be willing to change. And when I think about being willing to change, I think there, there are three R's that really stand out, rest, renew and reinvent. Oh, and good. so in order to, to, to be healed, you need to rest, re, be re, you know, allow yourself to rest, allow yourself to be renewed, and then allow yourself to be reinvented. Rest, renew, reinvent. Rest means take, just like he says, take time to rest. You know, when we step down from ministry from the traditional sense of pastoring a church, uh, we purposely spent the first six to seven months, maybe a little longer, really resting. You know, taking care of each other, dealing with the grief uh, focusing on us and really taking time to, to rest and reevaluate some things. So resting, you know, we would get up in the morning, go for walks, uh, take time to sit on the porch, drink a cup of coffee, sit around the fire pit. Um, you know, we would go uh, camping with the, with the family, go to a cabin, get away, just really resting and enjoying one another's company, enjoying each other's lives and just having a good time. So resting, that was recharging to our soul. So rest. And then renewed, you know, we're still people of faith, love people of God, you know, have purpose, 
But part of us renewing ourselves is this podcast. You know, we, we did some things. This is still a way that we can reach people, encourage people, motivate people. So you got to look at renew. We have our goals have adjusted, you know, still have the same priorities, but but there are some different goals now. It looks a little different. The direction or the focus in which we are accomplishing what we're working towards is a little different. So we renewed in the sense of goal adjustment, direction and focus. These are all things that have to do with being healed. And then that third R is reinvent. Right. And, and that kind of goes along with renew. You cannot keep doing the same old things, expecting a different result. Come on. Okay, so you have to reinvent yourself. Is there a new skill set? So during this time now that I'm talking about, Crystal and I, we completed a certification in in, uh, in, um, health coaching. Health coaching. Uh, We we completed certification in that. So we weren't just sitting on our loins resting. We were also working on certification as far as health coaching. Uh, You know, so there are some things we're working on certification wise classes and courses we were taking to reinvent ourselves. And so I want to encourage if that's you, listen, uh, life is beautiful. Life is wonderful, but life requires work. And there is work and pain and death, grief that's all associated with that healing process. So if there's things about you, sometimes it's old mindsets that need to die so that you can have a positive attitude so that you can you have that no longer a fixed mindset, but that growth mindset. And that's huge. You know? So I want to encourage, listen, uh, rest, renew, reinvent. That's real. And, and just be cognizant that when you focus on the discomfort, when you focus on how long is this going to take, that is eating away the time that you can be building. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I want you to think about that. Building a better you because you're not the same man or woman that you were last year. You're not the same man or woman that you were when you started your business, when you were in ministry, before you became parents, became before you became a husband or wife. Just knowing that as life has gone on, if you're still trying to do something with the old you, but you're frustrated because it's not coming forth the way that you want to understand that you have to go back and do this, this portion, rest, get renewed, reinvent, and then begin to build based upon that. And so be willing to heal at any cost. At any cost. So listen, Hey, it's been real. We encourage you to put in the work. You deserve it. Part of loving your life is realizing that you deserve it. Love your life enough to put in the work to yield the results that you're looking for. Blood, sweat, and tears. It's going to cost you to be healed. Put in the work that is necessary in order to be healed. Because it's not only your life, but it's the generations coming from behind you. So listen, it's been real, fam. We enjoyed uh, being back with you. Babe, tell them where they can check us out at. You can check us out at uh, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, YouTube, any podcast outlet that you tune into. Thank you all again so much for sticking with us. We love you. Loving your life. Peace. Shout to the city that raised me. Shout to the people that made me. I'm from the 80s. I don't think mumbling wavy. I grew up black on a daisy. Maybe I'm crazy. I ain't been wondering lately. Feel like it's there for the taking. Feel like I'm good with the changes. Know who I am. And that's the most dangerous stage.